This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. Let's take that break. Recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katsimatidis and Cats at Night on 77 WABC. Welcome back to the John Katz Matidis Cats at Night Show. On the line for us right now is Hank Shenkoff. He's a president of Shenkoff Communications, a strategic communications company. Uh, he's also worked on, an, what, about 700 political campaigns on four continents and 14 foreign nations and all over the country. Hank Shenkoff, you, if anybody knows about what's going on in politics, it's you. It seems like there's a war in the Democratic Party and while I'm enjoying it, I do feel bad for us as as a as a in the state, in New York, and in the country. Hank, well, there's there, there's a war. Good evening. There was a war. There's a war going on in the Democrat Party, the same way there was a war that you know the conservatives and the extremists won in the Republican Party overall. The Democratic Party is in a war over whether they should be uh, fighting a partisan battle or fighting a values battle. And um, unless that gets resolved very quickly, there's going to be some major surprises come the fall. Hank, it's, uh, it's Richard Weinberg. I just had the opportunity to read a recent article of yours where you point out about what's going on, for example, at the city council, which has this big progressive uh, block. They have a progressive caucus. They just hired a woman as executive director uh, for show. It happens to be that she's, uh, she's a Jewish woman, but she's a notorious uh, anti-Semite and anti-Israel. What do you say about that? What I say is that uh, it shows how powerless the Jews are in New York City. They think they're powerful, but they couldn't. Uh, they couldn't stop that from happening. Um, they just, you know, they they can't do anything about the assaults on uh, on Jews in the outer boroughs on the streets, uh, or like being target practice, being used for target practice by thugs. They're just powerless, and uh, it tells you also how uh, much that power has declined, if there ever was one. Jews are confusing the uh, the notion of influence with power. Influence gets you on the phone with someone. Power forces someone to occur. Hank, this is Craig Eaton. I, I was happy to hear you were going to be on today because you really are a legend and one of the smartest Thank political you, consultants out there, and we've been working together for yeah. over 20 years. But, you know, there is there is such a war going on in the Democratic Party. And, and what they have, they control the Senate, they control the state, they control the city, they control Washington, and the Democratic Party's a mess right now. It's a mess because it's a mess in Washington. You know, in New York, frankly... The Democrats are in, you know, pretty good shape. I'm a believer in two-party government, as you know, Craig. So, um, and and I'm a, I'm also a great believer in, in public public sector unions, regardless of what some may think. And uh, we had a much better time when the houses were split, when the Democrats uh, controlled the assembly and the Republicans controlled the Senate. We did get a lot more done on an overall basis, besides being a, a check cashing machine for political campaigns. That being said, um, the war is a significant one in New York State. It's not as pronounced. Uh, because you do have you have such a large margin of Democrats in the uh, both the Senate and the Assembly, but I suspect that um, that with the loss of mo- most of Long Island, I would guess, and probably the loss of a couple other places in the state, that the Senate number will go down by ten. Uh, although still the Republicans will still be at a great disadvantage in the Senate, and the problem the uh, the uh, Assembly Democrats face is not Republicans so much as it's the Democratic Socialists who are uh, in order to be. Uh, the nominee of the Democratic Socialists or get their endorsement, you have to 
pledged not to visit the state of Israel, which should tell you how bad they are and why anybody would want them around is an extraordinary thing. Hank Shenkoff, I never thought I'd say this, but I actually agree with Hillary Clinton. Her recent statement, she said, if the Democratic Party doesn't want to experience a a bloodbath in the upcoming elections, they need to stop focusing on these radical social issues like transgenderism and all these other ideologies. Do you agree? Because I I feel like that's a hill that they shouldn't die on because my friends, I live in New York, most of them are Democrats. And all of them yeah. think that this is crazy. The drag queen story hours in school and the letting trans and the swimming and all. They, they think it's all kind of ridiculous and it's nonsensical. And we need to get back to lowering taxes, getting crime under control and stop focusing on issues that affect a very, very small percentage of the population. Um, let me let me be let me be very clear about this. I'm the guy that brought the Teamsters into the gay rights battle in 1986. We helped pass the original Gay Rights Anti-Discrimination Act. So I have no bones about this one. What I do believe is that in social equity, and I also believe very strongly in the idea that the Democrat Party ought to be involved in doing what it's supposed to do, which is helping unions organize, fighting for working people, fighting for decent wages, um, and doing the things it was set up to do, not to be the, the object of special interests of any kind. No offense to all on the call. The Republicans have done a pretty good job of taking care of the special financial interests we have we Democrats or Democrats have a different job to do altogether, and we're just not doing it, and it's um, it's not working out well. And if we were doing our job, you know, the the, uh, the relative wages of people would not be what they were 40 years ago when you correct them for for, for inflation and the time lapsing. I mean, it's just it's nuts. Well, there's it's a war going well. on within the Democratic Party, and we've been talking it with some of your colleagues, and 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 uh, the, there's a lack of courage among the common sense. Democrats to stand up and be counted. Well, the, the late Jack Newfield, he was, was certainly a very well-known reporter and author, once said to me, he said, Hank, you know, they're not going to, the Democrats are not going to do very well until they begin to understand the crime issue and take control of it and do something about it, you know? But the last guy that understood the crime issue who was a Democrat was a fellow named Bill, William Jefferson Clinton, who I worked for, um, and who uh, passed the, uh, who put the uh, assault weapons ban in place and the crime bill, which in some ways was bad public policy, in other ways was not. But he dealt with the moment. At least he, he began to understand. He was a Southern Democrat, and that gave him an extraordinary advantage. We can't have many Southern Democrats anymore in positions of power because there are no Democrats left in the South. Those states tend to vote overall to the right. And I think that's going to continue after uh, when the Democrats get the shellacking that they're likely to get come the fall of 2022. Hank, what do you think about this alliance between the, uh, the Democratic Socialists and the Working Families Party to go after in- incumbents in the state legislature this fall? Well, look, the, first of all, they should they should have the courtesy to stop calling themselves the Working Families Party. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know anybody in the leadership who's actually been involved in active union organizing. I did that all over the country or has been involved with working people or taking on powerful people for blue-collar people in uh, unions or other places. I did that. I understand how it gets done. What I do see is a bunch of elites generally who are taking something called the Working Families Party, which used to be uh, be union-driven, and using it for their own good. The DSA people that we meet, I don't know how many of them ever put a callus on their hands, and I resent the fact that they're talking for people like me who grew up putting calluses on our hands, uh, who dropped out of school and had to build lives out of, and, and somehow uh, build lives afterwards. So I, I, I think any Democrat any centrist Democrat who's a normal Democrat who doesn't resent them for their behavior is kind of crazy, you know? Hank Schenkoff, we had a Mayor Adams on yesterday. 
We also had one of his top advisors on Reverend Cockfield and Reverend Cockfield was very outspoken that they're sick and tired of the, especially the black community of all the criminals that are just getting out over and over the 21 year old standout basketball college star on, on, he was home on break. Darius Lee shot once in the chest. It looks like he was an innocent bystander. It was a gang shooting. If you had Eric Adams ear, if you could give him some advice on what he could do to turn the tide, because, I mean, he is saying all the right things, but Albany is not budging. They're not listening when it comes to this bail reform law. What advice would you give Mayor Adams to really kind of put his his foot on their neck to, to make a difference? Well, um, listen, the, the problem, Mayor Adams inherited some problems that he can't do anything about. Uh, forgetting Albany for a second, you have a city council that passed something called the diaphragm compression bill. What that does is it makes it a crime and with a heavy fine for a police officer to put reasonable strength during the course of an arrest on the body, on the chest, from the area below the sternum to the belly. Um, that's really quite extraordinary. You know, I don't I, I have some experience with doing these things. So let me tell you that I've never met anybody um, when they're being arrested who says, please take me to jail. I love it. Policing is a contact sport. And the trick is to assure, ensure when you have the kind of police force we do, which is the best in the country and the oldest in the country and among the best in the world, we have a kind of police force that we have is to permit them to do their work and to understand that those who do who do things wrong will somehow be punished, and they are. Um, but to try to tell police officers that they will lose their pensions potentially, they will lose their livelihood, they will be fined $25,000, and they will be convicted of a misdemeanor for using reasonable force during the course of an arrest is idiotic. The council passed that bill. And it tells you... And it gives a message to a police officer, stand down, look the other way, don't get engaged. And so much for public safety and law and order. Don't take any don't take any risks. I have never seen a politician run into a burning building or run into a gun battle. I've never heard a politician answer a radio call that says shots fired and suddenly zoom his car to get there. It takes a special kind of person to be able to do that kind of work and to do it consistently and well without getting into trouble over a 20 year period. We have the most amazing police officers in the country, without question. And they're being handcuffed. And they're being handcuffed. And the profession, well, it's not just being handcuffed. The profession is being destroyed. Yes. It took years to bring that profession up to the level it was before the uh, the tragic murder of, of George Floyd. And now that's been used as an excuse to destroy a lot of what we have in New York. And, you know, the facts are <laughs> that when you look at the number of um, – of uh, um, encounters between police officers, New York City police officers, and and non-police officers on a regular basis, we have extraordinarily low number of confrontations. There's a reason we have the best trained people. What we've done is we punish them because the left wants as an agenda. Part of that is disable the police. Um, the, the failure to renew 421A for the real estate community is a disaster for different reasons. It's going to cost, I would guess, probably 9,000 affordable units over the next several years, which we desperately need in New York City. And it's going to slow down the construction pipeline. And who's benefited from unionized construction jobs overall in the last decade? Thanks to the work of the late Eddie Malloy, who was head of the building trades, and Luke Coletti, the head of the Building Trade Employers Association. Black, Latin, and women people. Why? Because 46% of the unionized workforce in construction is blacks and Latins and women. You know, it's just insane. It doesn't make any sense. Well, thank thank you so much, Hank Schenkoff, for all your wisdom. I mean, we don't want New York City turning into another L.A. or Portland. Have you seen what's going on in Portland? It's like the walking dead there. I mean, we just got to bring it back with some common sense. Well, we, we, we can't leave. We have to stay. We've got we've to stop these people from doing these crazy things. 
It's not just about bail reform. That's part of it. It's about the diaphragm compression bill. It's about an attitude that says that people who pay the bills have to be punished for doing so. And the punishing of success. Thank you so much, Hank Shankoff. Thank you, Hank. And and, and tell all our brothers and our friends to, you know, stand up and be counted. I will. I promise you. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to prioritygold.com.